0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning Envy Pro Call. Today is August 24th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality on whatever podcast application you happen to use or by visiting MotorVitality.com where you can listen to years and years and years' worth of archives. Although, to be fair, I am like two weeks behind on uploading these things, and so um, I, I actually got an email yesterday from a couple people, uh, interestingly enough, on on the same day, uh, saying, "Hey, where are they?" So I should have them all uploaded this afternoon, and uh, and all caught up. So um, we've had been doing a ton of website maintenance. I don't know if any, anybody's been on the website and seen that, but um, doing some upgrades and different things. And and, uh, and and speaking of upgrades, and I I need to give a shout out. To uh, Amanda Krangel from Lamplight, uh, who does marketing and also builds websites and and, and knows the industry. Um, Jen, your referral to to Amanda was uh, was exactly what we needed. I worked with her team yesterday, and we actually um, they were actually able to do in ten minutes, which I spent something that I spent nine hours trying to fix the previous day.
1: Oh, so, oh good.
0: <laughs> so that was so a shout-out to America, uh, Amanda Krangle with Lamplight, uh, definitely. Um, but uh, uh, we are going to start the call off the way we do pretty much every week, which is by asking, was there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before, anything that happened that's worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country, or anything we can help you with?
1: I have a couple, Kelly.
0: Go, Jim. Go, Jim.
1: Right, if nobody else does. Um, so, I another shout out. I feel like I'm in a BNI meeting. Um, another <laughs> shout out <laughs> to, uh, I've been riding around with uh, Marianne Metzger of Resin Tech. And Marianne started out in the, uh, with a testing lab, and um, then she moved on to Resintech, still in the, uh, laboratory setting and then she's so awesome they're like well gosh we want you to go out and start selling resin and carbon and medias and things like that and I've been I rode around with her yesterday we have a few more um, places we're going to call on today but just her knowledge and she's so humble with her knowledge also of different contaminants and medias and things like that we sat in on a um, PFAS uh, meeting or um training with one of the larger water treatment companies here in Michigan. And um it was, uh it was awesome. And they let her know right from the get go, you know, we're probably not going to be buying resin from you or anything like that. But towards the end, there were a few things that they were definitely interested in. So what that kind of taught me is similar to when we're in the water treatment um, you know, going and building relationships with other uh companies in the area is at first you might not think that it's going to turn into a relationship, but eventually it can. So don't um, ever feel like, you know, oh, they'll never buy from me because, or they'll never refer me because eventually they might. Um, and actually they gave us an excellent referral for another company that um, they send all their commercial work over to. So that was that was excellent. Um, cool. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually had a lesson learned this week, and it's something I should know about myself after fifty years, fifty-two years on the planet, um, almost fifty-three, I guess. Uh, is to um, just to remember, and this this goes when we are communicating both in our personal worlds and in our professional worlds. Um, remember that when you're sending a text or an email or, um, you know, writing a letter, does anybody still do that? You know, it's <laughs> actually, actually with a pen, but when you put that stuff down on um, in a text or an email or, or some kind of written language and you're not speaking, maybe it's a social media post or something like that. um people, Cannot hear the tone or they don't see a smile or they don't um you know they the words can sometimes come across completely differently um when they're written and and not in context you know there there's a lot of times when um, I struggled with that when I was, you know, during COVID when we were all wearing the mask. Because I, you know, I joke with people sometimes. I'll, you know, I make a joke with somebody, and and it's normally, you know, they see my face and they, they see them smiling, you know, even though the words, you know, an example is, you know, I, you know, you're standing at the store, um, in line, and you know, the teller says, I, I can take you here, and I'll say something like, No, I don't want you. And, you know, and and they they're like, well, fine, you know, but I'm smiling. Right. I'm you know, I've got the I'm smiling and they can see my face and they know I'm joking, you know, and and usually everybody laughs. And it's kind of funny when during COVID, when everybody was wearing masks, I realized I couldn't do stuff like that because people couldn't see the smile. And suddenly those words, no, I don't want you. You know, it it becomes completely different. And I think that that happens definitely um, with social media posts and with, email and text and stuff like that. So, so the lesson that I learned in sort of self-evaluating communication that I had this week is just to remember that, that people can't see the, the smile or the, um, the context that, you know, that you're saying something and and it can actually uh, come across as, as um, something completely different than, than what you intended. Um, So, just be just sort of, it was a lesson for me to remember to um to remember <laughs> you know to, to recognize that to remember that I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody else where you know something's been misunderstood or or taken out of context because um you know because it was in in writing there so um anybody else have anything
1: you know Kelly to add to that a little bit only because i um I had I had read the thread, <laughs> and um also sometimes when they when they read responses, even though punctuation may be- may be correct, we're always so fast to read things and that's that's me I'm reading it on my phone, I'm having a hard time seeing it and i'm I'm doing three things at once, so I'm reading through it, and they might not see the punctuation even though the punctuation's there yeah, and punctuation matters, um, yeah. Yeah. punctuation does matter, but even sometimes when it's there, it might get overlooked. So yeah. it's super important to double and triple before you respond, double and triple yep. check what um, yeah, you had, what was that? Because I read it wrong. Um, yeah. But, right.
0: Okay. Well, we do have a topic today, Jen. Um, yeah. They, uh, and what we were going to talk about today uh, is... You know those customers that, and for those of you that are in sales or you've been out there, um, you know those customers that uh, they tell you they're going to think about it. You, I mean, you have your you have your appointment, you have your sales appointment. Um, it went really well. We've talked about this before, but I, I think uh, we've got some newer people on and, and certainly the people of stacy you've been here probably you've been here since we talked about this topic last, but I bet you've learned a few things since since we did but you know you have those sales appointments um and uh everything goes well, you think it went well and they you know they tell you they're gonna they're going to you know think about it or whatever and you leave um and uh and they um, you know and then you you know the question is at what point you know how long do you wait to follow up with them with that customer and how many calls do you make to continue to ask you know at what point does it become do you become that that pushy salesperson who doesn't leave them alone you know who who when the phone rings they don't want to answer the phone because you can imagine them rolling their eyes and going oh it's them again you know try you know you can imagine that they're with somebody else and they see the phone number come through and they tell somebody no it's just that water treatment person i wish they'd just leave me alone i wasn't gonna you get or whatever you know your brain starts going through all this imagine i don't know if you guys your sure. you guys if your brains or imaginations do that um but uh But certainly that was something that I did. You know, I'd I'd start to imagine the worst, you know, are they they ignoring my call? Is it going straight to voicemail? Are they, you know, am I, did I suddenly become, you know, a sales stalker? (laughs) You know, so I wanted to discuss that today. You know, um, how do we, you know, how long do we wait before we call? And how many times do we call? How do we reach out to them? I know last time we talked about this topic it it always did remind me a little bit of of like I don't know if anybody here has ever had any experience with online dating but it was kind of kind of that way or or any dating thing you know you go and you have your first date right you have the appointment and it's like your first date and then you you know you wonder how how long do you wait until you follow up how do you follow up maybe things went really well and you want to you know um you know how to, How long do you wait? So that's what we wanted to talk about today. What do you guys do? Uh you know, how to? What do you do? What's your first contact? How long do you wait for that contact? And uh, what do you do when that person isn't returning your phone call, or or they're kicking you straight into voicemail? So, um, Jen, did you want to? I know Hi. you wanted to yeah. talk about this. You want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, I kind of prefacing it a little bit, um, this is a statistic I've used for a while, um, but the Advertising Research Foundation put out a a study, and it said that uh, 35% of purchasers take up to 90 days to make a decision. Um, 28% buy between three months and six months. 19% wait six months to 12 months. So doing the math, that means that 16% are going to close at the time of the appointment. Now, I, I've had some owners that got really upset with me because for saying that because they're like, okay, so what you're telling everybody is it's okay if they have a 16% closing ratio for closing the night of the, the appointment, and that's not it at all, um, what that what i'm trying to explain is that it's so important to do the follow up so um you know and not only the follow up but one of the questions that we should be asking when we're in the home is what is your time frame and that gives us a little bit more of a, a you know i guess guideline to how soon they want to uh, have things taken care of and how often we need to follow up with them
0: yeah and that's and so when you've talked about those stats before jen i've I've heard people you know kind of question that too, and I've also heard salespeople use it as an excuse to not ask for the sale so that's the, I think that's the first thing to address there is when you're in the home, when you are are there it's i think it is important to ask for that sale to ask for the opportunity to help them. And and if you truly do see your job as serving them, as you're trying to help them, as you're working to, you know, this is what your job is, is not to sell. It's to serve the customers, to help the customers, to find the solution. And it, and it, it shouldn't be that hard to make an offer to help, you know, to if you have offered more than what you've asked for, then that should be a pretty easy process. A lot of salespeople are afraid to ask for that sale, though. They get nervous, especially especially when they're selling specifically on price, right? When when the only only thing they know how to do is to to talk price, um, that becomes really hard to ask for that sale. On the other hand, there are those companies out there where they just are are just demanding, you know, and they'll start dropping the price or or really pushing hard to get that to close that sale that night i can tell you and i I guess i'm kind of curious about you guys if you put your you know those of you on the call here if you put yourself in the position of your customer you know how many of you would make a five thousand dollar decision you know it's the first you've heard about it brand new information you've not um you know you 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 just like the first time that you've really talked to people, it's not really been on your radar and somebody comes in, educates you and it's $5,000. That's not a decision that I, unless I've done some research and knew what I was going to do and had an idea ahead of time, I'm probably not closing that night. I'm probably going to take the information and research it and look it up. And so it's hard for me. Now I'm going to ask because there are certainly other people out there who, who, who would make that decision. So I'm going to ask, I love it when they close that night but it's not, you know, I don't always. Do you guys? I mean, when when you have people out to your home, and, and not talking water treatment, but if somebody came in, a salesperson came into your home, you know, what are the odds that you would write them a check for $5,000 that night? Curious. Anybody out there that does that or had somebody out to the home? Anybody? Jen, are you there?
2: <laughs> I, I you probably Go no. Oh, Go ahead.
0: Go ahead please. I wouldn't. Matter of fact, I had, we were getting the house repainted last year on the outside, and I get three quotes because they'll come in at wide ranges. One of the yeah. quotes was a guy whose booth is always next
1: to us at the home shelves.
0: So his quote was $8,000, but if I sign today, it'll be 6000 Yeah. This is a guy I've known for eight, nine years.
1: And we talked about putting a system in his house, but he never got around to it. He put in a competitor. Actually, he put in a conditioner, so. Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, was putting on, you know, well, you know, and he never did, so let's put it this way. He didn't get the business.
0: Yeah. And that's – so that's – I've always – I understand the value. Look, there is a value in giving a small break if somebody closes that night, right? Because there is a time in follow-up and, and you know, the efforts that you take to follow up and things like that. But So there's some legitimacy to that, but a $2,000 break? Holy crap. What, you know, it's actually 2500 It's $2,500,
2: 2,
0: yeah. That, 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 to me, as a consumer, says, why are you afraid – that I'm going to that that to me tells me that your margins I mean maybe it's true maybe it's not but your margins are there if I wait if I do something responsible if I want to do more research it's going to cost me extra money that's not I don't want to be afraid that somebody researches my product I want I encourage them to research it because I hope that the more they research the more they learn the more they're going to see that it's a value I I want them to compare to other people because I believe that mine is the best. You know, that's, that's what I want. That's the way I want it to, I want to approach it. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I think the the bottom line there, Jen, based on your statistics, yeah, I think we need to ask for the sale. I think we do need to let people know that we, we want the opportunity to help them. But I think we also need to recognize that there, that people are going to do the research. So now you know, so 16% of the people closed that night. And for some people, you know, maybe in this industry, it's slightly higher. Um, you know, maybe there are different tools. I mean, those companies that have that closed tonight and you're going to get that, you know, 2500 off, I bet you those companies also have high cancellation numbers as well. You know, people calling the day the next day or whatever and saying, you know, I'm going to cancel that or I'm, we're going to hold off on that a little bit or something like that. I bet you their numbers are are quite a bit higher for that as well. But now but now you you felt like you've had a good report, you've had it, the, you you've asked for the sale, they said they were going to think about it. What's the next step? How long do you wait? I mean, what do you do? How do you stay in contact with them? You know, how long do you wait before you call them and ask for that sale? How do you how do you, how do you, how do
3: you prepare for that? Go ahead. Yeah, please go ahead. Um so um Main things you got to ask for the sale, um, and then if they don't want to do it, um, you can't take it personally because if you take it personally, you're going to show it in your body language, um, and that's a big turnoff for 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 people um, because I would want to do my research, um, but you've got to be easy to be in contact with. Uh, when we send a quote over, um, if they reply to that quote, if they got any questions, it comes directly to our email. Um, but when we get back in the car, um, in the driveway, uh, before we close out, we always send a text. And the first line of the text is always the company name. Um, and then below that, John, uh, it's great meeting you. Let me know if you have any questions. And then your contact information. And the reason we do the, co- the company name, the first line of the text message, think about how many text messages you've got um, on your phone right yeah. now yeah. and how hard would it be to try to find somebody? And yeah. what I want to make sure is when he gets that moment of clarity, um, in between lunch on, uh, a week from now, uh, that when he's scrolling through, he sees our company name. Oh yeah, that's Scott. Um, but, uh, next morning, um, or during the day, usually when they're available, we're going to contact them. And say hey just following up with our appointment from last night um just checking to see uh if you had any questions um they say no yes whatever the answer is um does to the sales, go sales do
0: that or does the office do that follow up
3: no we do that um the sales people so um the sales people. yeah um and then um, whatever answer they got said you know um uh, you know if we're not ready to do it yet i said well um, well, that's that's great, um, uh, but uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't follow up with you. But I don't want to bother you at the same time. Um, if I don't hear from you, when would be a good time to follow up? Yeah, and that's when good. we follow yeah. up. Yep.
0: Yeah. So that's something I like to. There's, there's a couple things I want to highlight that you said there. First off, Scott, the world has changed because you know it used to be, and I still think this is a good idea. But I, I think you're absolutely right about the text messages and, and or things like that. You know, even text people communicate. It seems like way more over text than they do even over emails now. But I used to send a, a thank you message. You know, I'd have handwritten thank you notes already pre-addressed and everything, and then I would throw them that night. That you know, the day of the appointment. Um, I would put them in the mail, you know, and and I'd write out the note depending on how it went, you know, really nice to meet you, look forward to serving you. You know, I've I've got um, samples of those online, actually, on MotorVitality.com if you want to see what what we wrote. But I love the text message idea, and I think you're absolutely right about putting the company name there because, yeah, people, that's how you search. You know, it's how you find it. Um, I get text messages from people all the time that don't put their names there and, and I hate it. You know, who is this? You know, it's kind of embarrassing because clearly I don't have them programmed in my phone and and they do have me programmed in, you know, so, but you know, I, I, I a lot of times search for names to to go back and try and find that number so that I can put it back in my, you know, in my CRM eventually or, or whatever. But so I love that idea. And that basically is your thank you note. It's that immediate thank you note um, that's there. I love that. The other thing that I want to uh, highlight that you said there that I think is is definitely a best practice is to let the customer guide you on when you should call. So, um, or to let them know when you're going to call. Right. So, uh, I used to say when I'd leave the home, you know, I go, you know, I'm I'm gonna probably touch base with you on Friday uh, just to see uh, where you guys are, see if you have any other questions. Um, you know, to let them know that you're going to be calling them on Friday. Of course, if you have any questions ahead of time, let me know. But you, you let them know when they're going to call. And they go, well, you know, sometimes they'll say, you know, why don't you give us a couple weeks? Okay, so when, when should I call you? The, the next Friday? Yeah, that will be good. Call us the next Friday. Then they've given you permission to call. You can, it's also a good way to gauge their interest, too. You know, don't bother calling us. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a call if we're ready. Okay. Well, that, that says something entirely different as well. Right. So how long, go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. Was that Scott? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Whoever's talking there.
2: Well, I don't want to butt in, but this is David. Um, So yesterday um, I met with a gal and her husband was not home. So she needed to speak with him. I mean, it was was a good hour conversation with the gal. You know, we do demonstrations, things like that. But uh, so when I asked for the sale, she said, well, I I just can't jump right into this without talking to my husband first. And then I asked her, you know, when would be a good time to follow up with you? And she told me, well, give me the weekend. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, uh, how does Tuesday sound? She said, oh, that is great. And she said, if I don't answer, just please leave a message and I'll, I will get back to you. So my question would be, if I call her, she doesn't answer, and I leave a message, you know, what, when's the next phone call? Is it made the later in the day? Is it made, you know, on Wednesday? Is it made on Thursday? You know, do, you, do I space it out a little bit? Or do I con- just keep trying to contact her daily? after if she doesn't answer, you know, because that's happened where you give a quote and then they need to talk to their spouse or there's some reason that, you know, they can't commit in the home. So they, you know, you, you, you really should get a specific day and time to call that person. And if they don't answer, I mean, that's my question. How frequently am I pounding and pounding and pounding to try to get this sale? Some people, you know, if it's an eight thousand dollar deal, some people I I totally get it. You know, I'm looking at getting windows for my house. I mean, it's not not inexpensive or it's expensive. And we had someone over; it was it was like fifteen thousand dollars. You yeah. know, and I'm like, boy, I could buy a car for that. You know, yeah. just and I and I have children. <laughs> So anyway, that's my my concern. I saw the headline here. When do you consider it a no-sale? How often do you contact them? So I was hoping to get a little more
1: insight. I think um, I I used to run into this a lot when, when I was in sales, and I still quite often, you know, we have our MV pros that they're running into this. And I remember, like, Maria speaking on how she would call, you know, like once a week she would call on, her um pendings and then finally like six months later somebody's like i am so glad you have been calling or she would actually she'd text quite often uh, or send an email and and they'd say i'm so glad that you've kept up on me on me about this because i've just been so busy that i haven't had a chance to do anything about it and you know yeah Mm -hmm. i'm ready i'm just going to go ahead and do this so i've kind of taken the philosophy of philosophy of you just keep contacting them until they say no. I mean, I had thing mm-hmm. with them. my daughter needed some sort of, uh, when she was a cheerleader, she um, wanted some extra help with it. And this girl was, April was her name. She like every probably two or three days, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And it was just finally, I'm like, I'm so glad that you're sending me this because I I'm busy and I keep forgetting about it. And yeah, let's do it. So I think Mm -hmm. until they say no, that's when you keep going until then.
0: So, David, I would say um, in your scenario, you know, you followed, you called her on Tuesday and you left a message. I might try one more time that that day to try, you know, to try later. I'd probably try Wednesday. Um, I would, you know, eventually shoot a text and say, you know, uh, you know, something just a, like Jen saying, a text or an email yeah. or just a follow-up until that time. I usually would say something eventually like on the phone calls. You know, if I've left a lot of messages, I say, you know, I, I don't want to um, – I definitely don't want to be that – You know, I I would actually say it straight out. I mean, this is my personality. You can word it however you want. But I'd say, you know, I don't want to be the stalker or sales guy who's constantly, um, you know, bugging you. But I'd love to know, you know, what your thoughts are either way, you know. um, And, uh, you know, just to let them know that, look, you acknowledge that this is the part where, it, it gets there, and you know sometimes when you say that too the customer will then call back, No, 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 it's fine i i I've just been so crazy busy give you know give me another two weeks or something like that you know right. they they that will elicit a response um, Go ahead, David, you had a question. Nope, I just said right yeah what anybody else have thought- so what order would you guys anybody else what order would you would you follow up or do this? So I think the important thing, David, is that if you say, you know, if the customer, and I love it, sounds like you did this, and this is for anybody else. I hate to pinpoint you specifically, Um, but, uh, you know, the the one thing that I, I think I hear you saying that I'm impressed with is that, you know, she said Tuesday, and you followed up on Tuesday. That's the other danger there is if you say you're going to touch base with somebody on Friday, you should touch base with them on Friday. You should definitely follow up, you know, and, and do what you say you're going to do. Now, customers might not always do that because they get busy. And believe it or not, while it may be important, it, it, it's not necessarily their top priority to put in. You know, it's like you, you know, windows at fifteen thousand dollars windows. You know, that's I know that that's that's important to you, but it's probably not the highest priority in your life right now. You know, you probably have other things going on in your life and. And that's mm-hmm. the way they are too, you know, and, and life, life is there. And it doesn't mean that you, you know, that they're not interested. Um, I think being respectful in those communications is important. And anybody who's done this a long time has had those customers who have come back six months or a year later and said, okay, I'm ready now. And, you know, when you thought that it was totally lost. And it does have to do with with your staying in touch, you know, with your, mm-hmm. your being willing to follow up. Did that answer your question, David? And thank you so much, by the way, for coming on. And and I I, want to make sure that we, you know, that you took the time to to be here. I want to make sure that we're answering your questions. Did did that help? Yeah, it did. I appreciate it. Um, Anybody else have any thoughts? Okay, well, I have I have nine o'clock then. So, so I want to thank everybody very much, um, and uh, everybody be safe. We will talk to you next. Oh, uh, next week, by the way, we have uh, we have a guest speaker next week. um, Brett Tangley, David, you probably know Brett. Um,
2: Yes, he's my uh, main man. Yeah, exactly.
0: So my owner, Brett Tangley. uh, Next, I forgot to announce that next week Brett Tangley will be our guest, and he's going to be talking about uh, WQRF. Uh, Water Quality Research Foundation. So please join us for that. Um, So uh, that will be next, next Thursday. So everybody be safe, and we will talk to you next week, if not before. So thanks, everybody.
2: Thanks. Thank you.